Welcome to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined, and dedicated to silencing the chatter about what women should and shouldn't be doing as they age. Here to bring you stories about women in their 70s, 80s, and 90s, women who are leading inspiring lives that make a difference to themselves and others, are Catherine Marino and Gail Zalitsky. Hello, I'm Catherine. And I'm Gail. And we are here to welcome you to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. Catherine and I are in our separate homes, staying in place because of the coronavirus pandemic that rages all around us and throughout the world. Life as we knew it has changed. We're impassioned more than ever to bring you stories of women in their 70s, 80s, and 90s. Today, we are looking back at episodes 31 to 44. We've discovered that everyone has a purpose. Sometimes that purpose takes a different path or a different meaning, but all of them are living lives that impact others knowingly or not. They are role models for aging reimagined. Some retire by choice, some not, and many are still fully working part-time. It's really exciting that we continue to reach people, uh, women across the country, and, and now even the globe. So our guests are from the East Coast, from New York, Washington, D.C., Florida, Midwest, Illinois, and Minnesota, West Coast, California, and international, Switzerland. And uh, one of our guests splits her time between New York and Japan. Yes, that's right. Yeah, we are fortunate to be able to talk with all these women. Catherine, let's start by taking a look at um, some of the women who have experienced spiritual awakenings and now focus their lives on healing others. There are a number of women like that, and I'd like to talk about uh, Yanya Aby. She's 87. She lives in Switzerland. And she has experienced terrific loss in her life. And the way that she came to understand meaning from that was because of that loss. And she realized that she was a healer. Everyone kept telling her she was a healer. (laughs) And she finally recognized that indeed she must be because she had healed herself. She's a very interesting woman. And, uh, and then there's Yukiko Ino. She is 73. She was episode 38. She, as you mentioned, was born in Japan. She returned there later on in life to study with a Zen master after living a very exciting corporate life and working in leadership development. So she was um, quite the impactful woman then. And yet she left corporate life to return to Japan to find greater meaning in her life. And that was uh, an exciting uh, proposition for her. And now she heals others living in New York and occasionally returning to Japan. And then there's Pam Cully McCullough. Pam is 72. She was episode 35. I love that she owns an avocado farm in uh, San Diego County. And she discovered as her dad was dying that they had a spiritual connection that was not going to end when he passed away. And she co-authored a book with him. 
at, in his afterlife, she co-authored a book with him. So you can imagine how interesting her story is. There's also Donna Marie Scheifler. She's 74, episode 31, from the San Francisco Bay Area. She's a former nun, and, and we have had a number of former nuns who have come to us to tell their stories. And she found her way through women's circles. These women's circles gave her great strength, and she felt very lucky to be able to be a part of them. And so today, after experiencing a spiritual awakening, she is able to share her crone wisdom with other, other women. And finally, Jennifer Granger. She's 81. She's episode 44, and she lives in Lodi, California. She experienced a, a spiritual awakening and totally reinvented herself. She had some dramatic issues that happened, and then she collaborated with five authors who liked the way that she wrote. She didn't even know she was a writer. And two of those books were published, and she went on to publish her own book. So spiritual awakening and healing, and, and um, it's a theme that, that we find quite often. We do. And think about these women in terms of their spiritual awakening and how each of them has drawn on their intuitive powers, tremendous in intuition, and give real meaning to, the, to what purpose is about and true calling. Um, and it's interesting that for some, it was dramatic life events that prompted the spiritual growth, and awakening and growth, and others, it was, life was unsatisfying, the life in the convent or life in corporate world. So um, there's all different paths, as you said in our introduction to uh, women, the paths that women choose to follow. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. So um, I want to talk a little bit about social activism because uh, all many of our guests since the beginning of our podcast, women who are very strong social activists, and that theme continues. Um, and it's I think it's really fascinating to listen to these women who whose entire adult lives have been devoted to uh, social activism, to writing in, injustices. It's like they were born to do this work. And we have Gerda Bernstein, age 97. She's continuing to create her art, uh, installation art. And she, um, her goal is to, as she says, bear witness to man's inhumanity to man. Mm -hmm. And she takes on global issues and she takes on issues that we know so well here at home, such as domestic violence and children. Um, abuse of children. Um, she's uh, an incredible woman. A, um, episode number 32. There's Jackie Grimshaw, episode 36. She is uh, in Chicago. She's a transportation advocate. And what that's about, what she talks about, use, uh, that transportation is one of our basic human needs. It's how we get access to health, to education, to work, to community, to every aspect of our lives. And she talks about it in, in a way that I had not really even given much thought to before. It's quite um, enlightening. She's talking about transportation as a human, a human need 
a human right, actually. And then there's Heather Booth, episode 39, lives in Washington, D.C. Uh, however, she lived in Chicago for almost 30 years, where she was a founding member of, or she founded the Midwest Academy for Organizing. She was a leader in the civil rights, women's rights movements, continues that work to this very day. She, uh, in her episode, talks so compellingly about organizing as the means to change the world. And she continues, she's 74 years old. She is still advocating for, yes, we can change the world. Yes. Yeah. You know, um, many of the people that we interview are social activists. So many are former nuns mm -hmm. and they continue their life of service in one way or another. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we were lucky enough to see Gerda's studio yes. where she had this, the, she had some of her installations there and they were, um, they were just absolutely mind boggling. You, you look at them and you, you can't believe, first of all, that someone could, could dream up the way to make a, a, an installation like that right. than the message that they had. Uh, a lot of our, a lot of our guests have messages through books, through art, through poetry. It's, it's really, I feel so um, lucky. I have gratitude for, yes. for being able to listen to these. A, a lot of our guests are retired. And they and they are um, enjoying retirement as much as they enjoyed the work that they did. They uh, some of them are enjoying retirement a lot more than the work that they did. <laughs> and they and they like Linda Schaefer, for example, um, seventy years old. And uh, I don't remember her episode. Do you, Catherine? She is forty-two. 42, right, yes. She was a former nurse. She spent her whole life former nurse, whole, her, her whole career, but she had a secret love, and that love was for the Minnesota Twins. <laughs> and she's a huge Minnesota Twin baseball fan, not necessarily other teams. No. So in retirement, she ushers for them, and she is just having a ball. Very inspiring. And then there's Peggy Kianjian. She is 75. And she says that retirement is just as much a discovery as previous phases of her life. And I, and I love this quote she, she told us from Georgia O'Keeffe. Georgia O'Keeffe said, I am always terrified and I do it anyway. And that to me is a real statement of how we have to persevere, no matter what is happening, even like this coronavirus around us, we have to persevere and we have to maintain our, our hope and wanting to do the things that we want to do. Another woman who is retired is uh, Cordelia Ryan. Corey is 74. She's a former nun. But she now lives in Chicago along the lakefront on the south, near south side. 
And she, while she spent the majority of her life in nonprofit service, social service organizations, she loves walking along the lake, gives her great pleasure. She loves to, she loved to travel. Are we all going to be able to travel in the future? That's our hope. And uh, she loves being in nature. So Gail, talking about retirement, I'm 70 and uh, almost 71. And I retired from my full-time position as faculty in last July, July of 19, 2019. Mm-hmm. It was not something I had planned to do, but circumstances kind of pushed me in that direction. So I, um, I retired from my full-time work, from my salaried work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I find that I am as involved and busy as ever before. It's, so I don't think of myself as retired. In fact, my daughter keeps saying, you're supposed to be retired. <laughs> and as it does my mother, give That's me that, that message. Mean, right. What is that? No. <laughs> but it's what is wonderful about this this stage is being able to really put my attention on the things issues that I care about the most. Mm-hmm. And to find ways of integrating interests where I've lived so much of my life really pursuing many different areas and always feeling kind of fragmented. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm just enjoying this sense of more integration of ideas. I feel like I can think more deeply. I can uh, contribute more in, in particular areas. So I don't think of it as retirement. I just think of it as here's another phase. Right. And and you are not retired. I am not retired. <laughs> I'm seven years older than you are. <laughs> and so we don't have to say the number. Seven years older than you are. Do the math. Yes, do the math. And uh, and I I have no intentions of retiring. Uh, my the type of work that I do allows me to to uh, integrate pleasure along with career. And so I feel that it's all very aligned. Working with women is is uh, gives me great pleasure. And so I don't know that I'll ever actually retire unless I have to because of health. Mm-hmm. But I think that so many of the women that we have interviewed, and I know I feel this way, and I think you do too, is that paying attention to our health and our fitness, you know, it's, it's mm-hmm. a challenge right now, if uh, not, not, you know, staying in place pretty much to find ways to keep active, keep your heartbeat going up and, and, right. uh, and all. Yeah. But, yeah. I, I think almost every episode the, our guest has, has mentioned um, staying healthy, ways to stay healthy. And it sort of usually comes in that around the question of, well, how do you think about aging? If you think about it at all. And some women say, Oh, I think about it all the time. And others no, I don't think about age, a, a, you know, the number. I do think about the aging process and what I, you know, what we can do to keep ourselves healthy and active. And so I just want you to know that on Friday, I'm going to be participating in my exercise class by Zoom. Mm-hmm. Are you doing that kind of thing too? I am. I'm doing my Pilates. I go to Pilates uh, every Friday morning, and so we're doing it on Zoom. Mm-hmm. Uh, not every week, but every other week right now. 
And then I found a uh, great YouTube video that does a daily walk. And so I can walk in place and get oh, really? cat burn out of it. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's great. That's, that's great. Uh, yeah. So I think those things are, are helping for sure. Rita Corley Baker. Yes, she is 76. She's also a former nun. And she's a psychologist. She was a psychologist, very skilled in group, uh, group work. And, and she, uh, because social service means so much to her, has continued right on doing social services. Uh, in particular, I remember that she goes out to Joliet to a prison to work with the inmates there. And she does a lot of, she was doing a lot of solo travel. She felt that she could, she could visit a country, not, not in a structured way, but spend, uh, she spent a fair amount of time in India, uh, exploring India on her own, for which I was very jealous. And, uh, and she maintains her relationships with her family and friends. Um, so, so as you pointed out, retirement is different for everybody. But all of the people, it seems, that we have interviewed are all concerned about maintaining impact on others and about uh, doing some things that they never did before so that they are exploring other territories that keep their minds active and young. Yes. We have, one of our goals is that our listeners are not just women over 70, but that we're reaching younger women as well so that they can look ahead to, to their later years with, with optimism, with enthusiasm. And some of our guests are paying a lot of attention to pathways for younger women, for girls and young women. And so we have Jen, Ginger Littleton, who's um, episode 40. She's very, has been and continues to be very active uh, in STEM. So she's director of the STEM Institute at Florida State University in Florida. So it's attracts students into physics and other STEM subjects. Uh, she uh, has um, heads up the 2019 Nuclear Science Camp in Florida, which attracts uh, both boys and girls. Mm -hmm. uh, Jackie Grimshaw, who I talked about a little bit ago in terms of uh, being a, an advocate for transportation, she devotes a good bit of her time finding pathways to bring young women, girls and young women into male-saturated fields. So bringing them into government positions where they might be heading up departments around sands and sewer, uh, bringing them into other political arenas. Uh, so she's very dedicated to that. Heather Booth, I mentioned before, episode 39, um, does a lot of work on behalf of bringing young, young women into political life and, and uh, training them as organizers so they can make difference in their, their communities. And then Jackie Walker, um, age 74, episode 43, delightful conversation with her around uh, self-esteem self and self-image. Uh, Jackie is the doctor of closetology, <laughs> and she's written a book for tweens about um, how to develop uh, an, an internal and external vision of oneself 
And she's emphasizing the internal vision of oneself that then comes out in how we present ourselves in the world. What was interesting about Jackie was that she worked for, uh, she worked in the fashion world and, uh, and then she was, she was asked to be HR director or a manager, HR manager. Oh, that's right. Yes. And she found that, that these women would come in and they'd be, she'd be asking them questions and their self-esteem was very low. And I think that's when she had an aha and realized she could do so much for these kinds of women, uh, for anybody whose self-esteem was low. And she's, she's very active. She's still working. She's, uh, she's written a few books. And she also works for tweens. You're talking about other generations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. she wrote a book for tweens on self-esteem. Yeah. Yeah, we're very, we're very fortunate to cover the so many different arenas, so many paths, uh, so many ways that women are making meaning. I, I really, uh, I feel grateful that we get to talk with all these fabulous, fabulous women. I we do too. <laughs> right. yeah. As I've, I've said before, it's uh, definitely my, my, my big passion project in my retirement phase. We've got to come up with a different term for that because yes. it's clearly <laughs> not retirement. No, right, right. We're working too hard, Catherine. <laughs> <That's true. laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, go ahead. I, so I was just going to say we're working too hard. We're we're um, hopefully going to do some speaking for people, for organizations. Uh, we have two that are scheduled, and obviously they're not going to happen in person. So if we're lucky, we'll get to do them on Zoom. Mm -hmm. One is about shifting identities mm -hmm. as we age and how we uh, continue to be authoring our own lives. Uh, as our identities shift and um, perspectives shift. And the other is about um, really drawing very much on the podcast episodes in terms of showcasing ways in which women continue to be vital and contributing as we age. Yeah, right. Well, this was a great um, path we just took, looking back on these episodes. So I, I wanted to bring up a couple of things as we, as we close. And um, we have some really loyal listeners to our podcasts, and I want to say thank you to them and to um, invite people who might just be listening to one or two to just carve out 30 minutes every now and then and go back and listen to these really remarkable women. Um, and, and what I've heard from some people is they say, well, some it can relate to on a very personal level because we've we've suffered loss, we've experienced pain, we're 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 on a spiritual quest of some kind, or we're still trying to figure out what does it mean to live a purposeful life, a meaningful life as we age. And so we can relate very very um, directly with some of our guests. Mm -hmm. Other of our guests would be might be surprised to to hear others say they're so extraordinary. You know, these are just extraordinary women and they live a life much larger than, you know, what I can relate to. Mm -hmm. And that may be the case, but I, there are such an important messages that each woman is, is offering us 
and the women who are the social activists who are out there changing the world every day, um, I think we, we applaud them because they are showing us that women over 70 continue to have vision, they continue to lead, they continue to make a difference. And we, it, I just feel better knowing that they're in the world and, um, and that all of our guests seem to be talking about care in one way or another, care for self, care for others, care for the world. Uh, and that is something that we're really enormously grateful for. And I think too, that they are embracing their age, that mm -hmm. they are feeling that we have something to impart, that we have wisdom that others can learn from, and certainly the younger generations, and want to put it out there. That's, that, right. that's what's exciting, is that, that uh, women in their 70s, 80s, and 90s are putting it out there. And yes, so thank you all for joining us today, and we will see you next Wednesday on Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to Women Over 70, Aging Reimagined. If you like what you've heard today, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. In what ways are you shattering the myths that women over 70 are no longer relevant or visible? How are you celebrating aging? Join with us. Make your voice heard. Find us at womenover70.com.